Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm your host, Ashley Sanchez, joined by equipment manager and your co-host, Aaron Keller. Um, joining us over the phone, we have the one and only Joe Doucette. He's our Eastern Region um, Outdoor Supervisor. Joe, did I say that right? Yeah, you're close enough, enough, other (laughs) than the one and only. (laughs) You are the one and only, though. That's the most important. a little over the top. I think that's the most important part of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, always great to have you. You always have such good knowledge on things going on in Eastern Region. And then we also have um, Abby Zarnecki joining us from Southern Region. Abby, you're our Angler Education Coordinator. It's always great to have you as well. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, we've been, we've done a few posts on Facebook. Actually, it was Joe who did the post on ice fishing. It got a lot of feedback. We've been getting a lot of questions about ice fishing and it's that time of year. So Joe, do you just want to go over ice conditions? We could just get right into it and talk about ice conditions and how ice fishing is right now in Eastern Nevada. Absolutely. So ice fishing is good where we have safe ice. Um, in Elko County, we have three reservoirs that have safe ice. Uh, you have, actually, I take that back. You have two reservoirs that have safe ice in Elko County. You have Wild Horse Reservoir, uh, which is about 65 miles north of Elko. It has approximately 11 inches of ice as of to, as of this week. And it has about four to six inches of snow on top, though we have a lot of snow in the forecast. Um, so it may have more snow than that, which uh, does two things. One, it makes travel around it a little bit difficult, uh, and it also insulates the ice so it can't continue to grow. But like I said, it already has a good 11 inches of safe ice, and ice fishing there has actually been very good for both perch and trout. Then Jake's Creek Reservoir, Boyce Reservoir, which is about 35 miles north of Wells on the O'Neill Basin Road, has about 7 or 8 inches of good ice. Um, has snow on it as well. I have not heard much in the way of fishing reports. The uh, last report, our biologist that was up there saw a couple of holes in the ice, uh, but we haven't heard how fishing is. So generally this time of year, it's fairly good for, you know, 10 to 12, 10 to 14 inch trout. Um, and then South Fork Reservoir, which is only about 20 miles south of Elko, uh, it has unsafe ice. In fact, a friend of mine was fly fishing open water on it this weekend and catching fish, <laughs> fly fishing oh, wow. in the open water. So uh, hmm. it's a tale of two uh, two lakes there between South Fork and Wild Horse, which are two most popular reservoirs out here. Down in White Pine County, we have two reservoirs that uh, are currently uh, producing fish through the ice. We have Illapaw Reservoir, which is kind of halfway between Eureka and Ely on just off of Highway 50. It's got about eight inches of ice on it, seven, eight inches, uh, and it's got some snow on top. It's producing trout that are 12 to 14, 12 to 15 inches. Um, and then over in the Ely area, we have Cummins Lake, which uh, has about, again, about eight inches of ice on it. Uh, the south end of the lake is uh, thicker ice than at the north end of the lake. 
And so, uh, but people are catching 14 to 18 inch trout through there. In fact, I talked to uh, one of our retired game wardens, uh, Eric Williams, uh, and he, his kids were actually catching bass through the ice up there, wow. which is quite unusual. Um, so that was kind of cool. Cave Lake, which is very popular with Southern Nevada uh, anglers who like to come up to get out of the, uh, to actually experience winter up here. Right now, um, access to the lake is not allowed. Uh, we've had some issues with the dam. They've drawn down the water, um, and now they're in the process of, of trying to uh, alleviate some of that drawdown. And uh, so they're, they're working on that, but access to the lake itself, well, there's probably good ice on it. Um, the access to the lake is, is, is um, closed off for now. Okay. So <clears throat> when is, typically when is the best ice fishing? Like what type of year? It sounds like it's going So when good. you have ice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. And then how long does it usually go through? So, so as a general rule out here, most of our ice is not safe until, until after Christmas or right around New Year's. Okay. Uh, that's generally when it starts. Some years it'll start a little earlier. Um, other years it'll start a little later. And like South Fork, which a lot of pe- locals out here in the in the Elko County area, uh, it'll often not be safe until mid to late January. And as of now, it's still not safe, and and so that's an issue there. If uh, and then and then as a general rule, about mid March or early to mid March, then the the ice starts to get a little rotten. The worst times of year to as far as safety for for ice fishing is at the beginning of the season, at the end of the season. Because conditions can change very, very quickly on our waters out here. Um, you get a couple of days with uh, uh, where it gets windy. You get up in the up around 40 degrees, and it really starts to have an effect on the ice. And so, when we talk about ice thickness and stuff like that, um, we're talking about good, clear, hard ice, uh, not not rotten, porous ice. Because the other day I was out at South Fork, uh, there was a one cove that had about four inches of ice, but it was a dark gray. It was very porous. In fact, if you stepped out a few feet and, and put your weight on it, water kind of bubbled up through it. So you, you just got to be really careful. Okay, good to know. And you just always make sure to check conditions. Yeah, as a general rule, what you're looking for for ice, you want four inches of good hard, clear ice before you venture onto it. And even then at four inches, you shouldn't have a large group of people standing around because ice fishing is very social. So you shouldn't have a lot of people standing around close together. At about six inches of ice, then you can start fishing in groups close together. Um, and, and so that's, that's kind of my magic number is, is, is five to six inches of ice. Uh, that's generally when I get out there. And like I said, most of our waters where ice fishing has taken place have anywhere from eight to 11, eight to 12 inches of ice. Okay. And then, so do P, is there somewhere people could call beforehand on conditions or do they just need to go out there and then? Well, a couple um, things. Number one, I generally try and put, put the ice thicknesses on our uh, fishing report on the NDOW website. So you can go up to NDOW.org uh, and go to the, go to the fishing report page and look in the Eastern region. I try to put the ice thicknesses there. Um, but uh, but generally, there's really not. If you were to call our office out here, we do have a big board uh, that shows fishing conditions. We also put the ice conditions on it. So if you were to call our office at 775-777-2300, um, you can you can generally get the, the the current ice conditions there as well. But the easiest way, just access our website, whether from your phone or your home computer or a tablet, and then you can get those conditions right away. Another spot we've been posting updates lately is on our social media. So as we post photos, Joe's pretty good about putting in the description of the photo. And we do try to put both not just what the 
photos about, but also um, what pe- you know how fishing conditions are and also ice conditions. You're right. Yeah, a little bit of a report there. Yeah, absolutely. And then we also, as we introduced in the beginning, we have Abby sitting there patiently. Thank you, Abby. <laughs> um, we just wanted to touch on eastern region since it's huge for ice fishing. But it sounds like you are um, really trying to promote it now in southern region, which you don't really think about ice fishing in southern region. Joe even mentioned that people travel up here or up to northern Nevada for it. You do have to definitely get out of town to uh, get to some fishable ice where you can actually walk out on it. And it's honestly taken till about Christmas, winter break, that we were actually able to get thick enough ice in um, the Eagle Valley Reservoir at Spring Valley State Park. And that's about um, two to three hours northeast towards the Utah border in Southern Nevada. Um, And then that's gonna be our best ice fishing. We're at eight to 10 inches there. And um, this weekend they're planning their annual Frisbee golf and um, to kind of promote more ice fishing, too, I also wanted us to share and go out and do some ice fishing outreach up there and um, see if anybody stays for ice fishing after the tournament, which usually is what happens. Um, make it a whole weekend event. There's a few places to stay up there so you don't actually have to camp in your car in the snow and uh, can actually make it more of a family fun event for all ages and generations together. Um, the rest of the ice down here, like Kirch Reservoir, um, towards Tonopah even, and um, uh, our mountain uh, reservoir spring pretty much up at Cold Creek, they're iced over, but it's not enough to walk out on, and it's too hard to break the ice to go fishing. Um, even just south of Spring Valley State Park at Echo Canyon State Park, uh, it's not fishable um, to actually get out on, but it is kind of fishable if you can break the ice. And uh, the rangers were saying the birds have actually created a little spot that uh, they'll move out of the way when you get down there um, near the dam, and you can actually fish where they were sitting, and they created a few little spots uh, to be able to fish in. Cool. Okay. Yeah, that was my question about the, the Spring Valley uh, <coughs> golf thing, was if you can fish those holes in the ice after everybody was done. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Keep them out, keep them open. um, And then that way uh, you don't actually have to auger it yourself. (laughs) Right. Or the state park does have a few augers that they use an electric and a manual. So depending on how cold it is, um, sometimes you just have to use the manual one because it's too cold to get the gas going. Um, So they'll leave them open and then that way we can still ice fish. Okay, and I'm intrigued by this event. So they're actually going to be playing on the ice? Yes, they actually play out on the ice. It's Like Joe was saying, it's thick enough to have a group of people out on there together. And you go through, and Saturday is actually the golf golf tournament. And then Sunday will be a frisbee golf tournament. Very fun. That sounds like a good time. I'll get tons of pictures for all of us. Good, good. We'll share those. And then... um, did you, so the waters that you said the ice is too thick to put a hole into it, but there's also not enough for ice fishing. Do, do those ever become good for ice fishing or is that just their conditions right now? Um, probably won't this year. So okay. uh, it's kind of, it's hit or miss. It depends on the overall weather. So it seems like if it's not going to freeze by now, we're probably not going to be able to get any good ice fishing out of the rest of the reservoirs down here. 
Um, some years we get constant cold enough temperatures throughout the day that it doesn't melt uh, midday. But unfortunately, like right now, even at that um, Spring Valley State Park, um, it's hitting 35, 40. It'll be 44 on Saturday. Um, down here we're in Vegas, we're actually around 60 degrees today. So um, that's, all the, that's even balmy the compared to us. Definitely thinning out. <laughs> yeah, that's balmy compared to us up here in Reno right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a couple hours difference. Yeah, it makes all the world. <laughs> yeah. And, and Abby, the ice is never too thick to punch a hole through. Trust me. <laughs> well, Joe exactly. if you're prepared, <laughs> if yeah. you don't go prepared and don't realize that a few hours of elevation, you know, a few, um, sorry, a few thousand feet of elevation up to our mountains, um, some guys weren't realizing that it was going to be frozen over already and they couldn't figure out how to go fishing. So they just kept trying and ended up not really having a successful trip. <laughs> Gotcha. So one last time, when is that event? We're actually running out of time for the first half, but before we move on, I just want to make sure people know the date of that event coming up. So we'll be on Eagle Valley Reservoir at 10 a.m. The tournament will start at 10 a.m. this Saturday, uh, January 18th. Perfect. Well, we have a lot more to talk about. We will be right back after this short break. You're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Um, today we're talking about ice fishing around the state and right before mainly eastern Nevada and a few spots in southern Nevada and right before the break, Abby. Our southern region, I can't talk, angler education coordinator was explaining an event happening in southern Nevada. Head to our Facebook. You could see it. Um, Joe, did you have any events in eastern ice fishing type tournaments that you wanted to promote? Sure. Absolutely. Sure. Um, The the Ely Rotary Club uh, holds a ice fishing derby every year at Cave Lake. Uh, It's tentative or it's scheduled for January 25th. However, you should go up to Facebook and look up Ely Rotary Club, um, and go to their go to their Facebook page, and they will tell whether it's on or not. Like I said, there's some there's some issues with the water level and with with uh, access to the lake, and so they're going to make the call any day now about whether it's a go or a no go. So so that one's uh, next weekend on the, on January 25th. Then the other uh, the other uh, event that's happening up here will be up at Wild Horse. It is a go, um, and it's. Uh, President's Day weekend in February, and that's the Trout Derby up there. It's a $10 entry fee um, for that one. I'm not sure what the entry fee is at Cave Lake, uh, but the one up at, uh, at Wild Horse is $10, and they actually do 100% payout for that derby. 50% of the money taken in goes to uh, goes to the uh, 
winter, 30% to second, 20 to third. Um, and then they sell food. They, they have raffles, and that's how they use them. That's how they raise money, and it's used for the Wild Horse Estates. It's a fundraiser for them to uh, uh, go ahead and maintain their roads up there. So, so both derbies are a lot of fun, again, but for this uh, next weekend's uh, Cave Lake one, you do go up to their Facebook page. Again, look up Ely Rotary Club and uh, see if it's a go or a no-go. They actually have anywhere from 15 to 25 tagged fish, and if you catch one of the tagged fish, it's an automatic $100. And then everybody who caught a tagged fish, their name gets put in for a $5,000 prize. Ooh. So that's a real popular one. And, again, it's a, it's a fundraiser for the Ely Rotary Club. Very cool. Lots going on. So yes. everyone, check it out. Um, yeah, so for anybody that's listening that's not really familiar with, most of these are kind of like in the eastern part of the state. Um, so you're going to have to make a little bit of a trek to get to them. Sure, but but yeah. both Elko and Ely have uh, lots of hotel space, um, and so uh, and you can access both of those lakes very easily for a day trip from those towns. Um, and and like I said, they're a lot of fun. Uh, I if you've ever been to the the one at Cave Lake, it's it's literally looks like Swiss cheese or so many holes in the ice. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen as many as 500 people on the ice there. Wild Horse, which is a much bigger bigger lake, will often have uh, three or four hundred contestants plus families who come out who don't compete. I've seen again up there have as many as five six hundred people on the ice. So so it's it's a very social type event. Um, ice fishing is. Uh, it's uh, unlike uh, soft water fishing where people are lined up down the bank. The, the people can be in a circle, um, and, and, you know, you can have a little bit of a fire going or a barbecue and hot chocolate and burgers or hot dogs or whatever you want. It's a lot of fun. Very cool. It sounds like a good time. Um, and also, I mean, we're telling people about all these events. We've talked about some good spots for ice fishing around the state what are some tips do you guys want to give people tips on ice fishing like what should they bring so so the basic thing you got to have for ice fishing is you've got to have a fishing pole you got to have your terminal tackle which in many cases is nothing more than a piece of split shot a hook and a worm um and you've got to have a way to drill a hole through the ice if you don't want to go out and spend the 80 bucks or so on an auger then go, you can go by, down to uh, Home Depot and buy a heavy uh, iron digging bar. Uh, when I was a kid in, in uh, junior high and high school in South Dakota in college, uh, we used to dig through two or three feet of ice with a digging bar because I couldn't afford an auger. Um, though it's a lot harder with that. Like I said, an auger is about 80 bucks. Or find somebody who has one and go along with them, especially if you've never been before. And then you need something like a slotted vegetable spoon, which is the easiest thing to get a hold of, to skim the ice that starts to form on your hole out of it so that you always have some open water there. Uh, in, in our area out here, we're fishing primarily for trout in most of our reservoirs. Uh, as a general rule, through the ice, uh, I would recommend finding about 12, anywhere from 10 to 12, 14 feet of water. Uh, start about halfway down through the water column. Uh, one of the things a lot of people do will get a small jig, like a little crappie jig or a little Mr. Twister kind of uh, in a bright color, chartreuse, fluorescent orange, whatever. Tip it with a piece of worm. Put it down about halfway down the water column, say four to six feet down. Uh, let it set for about 30 seconds or a minute, and then give it a little lift your pole up and let it drop back down. Do that every 30 seconds to a minute. Uh, don't do it too fast for trout. 
Um, and be prepared often as it flutters back down. That's when the start, when the trout hit it. So as you're putting it back down, hold on to your rod. Um, for perch, which the only only lake that has perch in it is uh, uh, wild horse, but it's a very popular uh, fishery for perch up there. Generally, 25 to 35 feet water, and you want to fish right on the bottom. The one thing you might want to buy is an extra heavy piece of uh, either a bell-type sinker, or they make ice fishing sinkers, uh, depth finders, that have a clamp you hook on. Drop your line all the way to the bottom. Uh, mark it on your uh, your fishing line. Use a maybe like an indelible black magic marker to get the depth. Bring it back up. Bait your hook. Again, a little crappie jig works excellent down there. You want that uh, presentation within about a foot of the bottom. And so you want to use a little bit lighter rod, or if you're using a little bit heavier rod, you can go ahead and put a little spring on the tip because the perch have a very gentle bite, and you'll hardly see it if you use a heavier rod. So if you have a little spring on the end, you'll see it start to dance up and down. Don't strike as soon as they hit. Give them a second to kind of mouth it. They have small mouths, um, and they'll try and get it in, and then after a second or two of it going up and down, then set the hook and bring it on up. Uh, perch fishing at Wild Horse especially, awesome for the kids. Uh, you get into school of perch, uh, you could have everybody's uh, ice fishing rod going left and right, um, and, and you know you could be bring up uh, 20, 30 perch in a couple hours per person. Really easily. A couple of our biologists were up there last weekend, and between two of them, caught two, they estimated about 200 perch. Wow, that and is so, a lot. So it's lots of action. The kids have fun. And Very those things cool. are good to eat, huh? Yeah, the fillets are small, but it's really white, sweet uh, fillet. Um, again, realize there's no limit on perch, but the limit is how many you want to clean. Uh, it, it takes a while if you're not used to it. Uh, generally, when uh, when my son's out here visiting and we go perch fishing, we try to limit it to about 50 keeper perch. We don't keep anything under about 10 inches. And then it takes us probably a good hour and a half to fillet out those 50 perch. So so whatever amount of time you're willing to spend cleaning them, uh, <laughs> that's how many perch you keep. Wow. So what are the typical, so you've mentioned perch, what types of fish can you, I guess it would depend on the body of water you're at. What do people yeah, typically... 90% of our lakes, 99%, you're going to be fishing for trout. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Like I said, uh, last weekend there were some youngsters catching uh, uh, bass through the lake at Illapaw, which is very unusual, uh, but, but they're, if you can catch bass, they're awesome eating as well. And Abby, does that go for the same um, for you down in Southern? Yeah, definitely more of a, on the ponds, it's definitely trout fishing time and same for Eagle Valley Reservoir. Um, and then there have been a random bass caught here and there, but it's definitely the trout that are biting and mainly rainbows and um, not really the browns. Okay, good to know. So it's a good time of year. People get out there and ice fish. There's a lot of fish to be caught, it sounds like. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and I think the other thing that people don't get too wrapped up in, like, you need a whole bunch of specialized gear to ice fish. No, you really don't. Like I said, the main thing you need is something to cut the hole through the ice. You can use your regular fishing rod. Though you stand farther away from the, the hole that you drill, it's a little bit harder to fight them. Um, you can buy uh, ice fishing rods, which are anywhere from, like, 18 to 30 inches long. You stand closer to the hole. It's easier to, to fight them. It's also easier to, to grab them as they're coming out. Um, and, and so 
but and you can buy a combo setup ice fishing rod for about twenty twenty five bucks. It's really not that expensive. Some people use what's called a tip up, and basically it's a two pieces of wood or plastic set in a cross. You have a uh, your reel with a with a line on it is actually down in the water, and it's got a flag that's bent over um, and held by a little clip. And then when the fish takes your bait and pulls on that reel, it trips the trigger, the flag goes up, so you know you got a fish on. Um, but they generally don't work as well for trout. Um, that's a Midwest thing they use a lot for walleye and for pike and that kind of stuff, but out here for trout. Some people use them, but most people just fish with a small fishing rod. Nice. That's really good. I, I don't know why. Usually when I think of winter sports, including ice fishing, anything out in the cold, I just picture it's going to be a lot of money. So it's good to hear that. It, that's really not, you don't have to invest too much. Yeah. And, and Ashley, you need to come out and I'll take you ice fishing. I know. We have so many things I need to get out there for. Yeah, you can wear all we your ski go. pants and everything. But, get you all know, and honestly, and... Um, if you've got a sunny day out on the ice, uh, out here it's not uncommon for it to get in the mid to, mid to high 30s and even 40 degrees. Um, a lot of times people are just out in a shirt with a, with a fleece vest or a down vest on, and, and, and when the weather's nice. The big thing is keep your feet warm, if your feet and your hat. Um, the good boots are a must. And so, so, uh, but you can buy those felt line, the boots, the moon boots with felt liners at some of the department stores for about 25, 30 bucks. So they're not the outrageously expensive. They're not great for walking, but you're not doing a lot of walking on the ice. You're just sitting there. That's true. And so that's good for keeping your feet warm. And of course, just a, a good old stocking cap on the head will keep you warm that way as well. Sunblock's a must because if it's sunny out, not only get the sun from above, but that bouncing off the ice, you it is very common to get sunburned while ice fishing. Yeah, you gotta wear sunblock. Gotta wear sunblock. And sunglasses are good too. Yep. Yeah, I could picture it being very bright. You're saying how sunny it is. And yeah, and, and some people buy neoprene gloves. It keeps their, their hands dry while they're pulling them out. I use wool gloves because wool holds in uh, the heat even when it's wet. Um, and I've got some fingerless wool fishing gloves that work really slick. Uh, and, and so, but, but uh, you know, it just depends on your druthers and, and your budget. You know, it can be as, as inexpensive or as expensive as, as you want it to be as, as any sport is. Right. Don't overlook have, using the... Uh... The Spider-Man fishing pole, or like absolutely, the, hey, those the are princess great. Princess fishing they pole, love they're them, great, and it's the right length. Right, it's perfect length size and for that. I I never thought of those. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, and Barbie. Barbie rod. Yeah, Barbie yeah. Barbie rod. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've talked about that, right? You can catch everything from big carp to now ice fishing with the Barbie pole. Hey, I remember the <laughs> when I was Barbie living poles. in Vegas back in the in the early 90s somebody caught a 50 pound striper on a on a mickey mouse flat fishing pole <laughs> if it works yeah. it works yep. <laughs> they still have the striper club still has the barbie pole classic every summer <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> That's awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you. I was both. even gonna. Oh. Can I add in? Um, yes. The travel conditions look good, but there are some passes, so uh, just be prepared. Check the weather. Um, but a car could even make it up because most of the roads are already paved. You know, in all the reservoirs I've talked about, you can make it uh, as long as the, you know the roads are clear. You, you don't need four wheel drive unless the you know the snow's really bad. But as far as normal conditions, you can get to any of our our lakes that I've mentioned uh, in a two wheel drive car. Very good. Yeah, good information. And unfortunately, we're already out of time. Like, I wanted to get into even more things, but <laughs> we just don't have the time. But I appreciate both of you taking the time to talk to us. It Thank was, you for having, for having us. us.
Of course, it's always great. And thank you, everyone, for listening. That does it for this week's Nevada Wild. Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.